your daily dose of all things Gamecocks on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Here's J.C. Sherbert. As promises, the morning monologue from Inside the Gamecocks podcast. I'm J.C. Sherbert. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, this is part of the show uh, that we talked about uh, when I first announced this project. Uh, by the way, presented exclusively by Carolina Rise, the uh, collective for NIL with the Gamecocks. If you're not a member of Carolina Rise, go join. Um, so as promised, you know, I, I wanted to do something uh, for those of you that like to listen in the car on the way to work, that kind of thing, something timely, something quick uh, that we could get out, kind of preview the show uh, and then talk about, you know, something that's uh, very relevant <laughs> in the world of the Gamecocks. And boy, what a day to start it. Um, you know, I, I think through the summer, there's been plenty of days of positive energy around South Carolina athletics. You know, football has been scoring some recruiting wins. Um, Ben's basketball with Gigi Jackson coming in was a, a nice surprise, a huge surprise uh, for South Carolina fans. Um, you know, the baseball roster is kind of getting retooled. Then some guys come back, and that's good. Speaking of Carolina Rise, got a, got a baseball player announcement later today. Uh, signed an in NIL deal with us. We'll have details on that. Follow at Carolina Rise One on Twitter uh, for all that good stuff. Um, you know, Don Staley continues to be Don Staley, and, and you know, there's a lot going on in the athletic department, getting ready for NIL, and, and then some other stuff. So, uh, and plus, everybody's looking forward to the 2022 football season because things ended well last year. The Gamecocks brought in a lot of good players. Uh, filled some holes on the roster, you, you sort of feel like this team has a chance uh, this season. Um, so lots of days filled with positive energy, right? Well, Wednesday, August 11th, 2022, was not one of those days. <laughs> it was a bit of a roller coaster, to say the least. And it started earlier in the day. We were doing the show, Phil and I, and right when we got on, there's breaking news uh, from basketball. Uh, Lamont Paris announces that Coastal Carolina transfer Ibrima Dima Diba, sorry, was out for the entire 2022-23 season. He tore his Achilles. Uh, it's a brutal injury. Uh, the six foot six Swedes uh, second injury of the type. So uh, he's rehabbing and attacking it. Uh, but you kind of got to wonder, uh, you know, if he can make it back. Hopefully he can. We talked about. Achilles injuries yesterday on the show after it came back. Phil had some good observations on that. Uh, Deep is a loss, though. I mean, he only averaged 8.1 points per game last year for the Shauna Clears. Uh, but as as far as, it, you know, this team, I, I think he could have contributed, probably started a uh, 6'6 swing guy uh, and could hit free throws. You know, that's been a source of frustration around Carolina basketball, right? It's free throws, he's an 80% foul shooter. 79, actually, but uh, hey, who's counting? Uh, and, you know, I think of the three, maybe even the four, he could have uh, started this year. Uh, you know, I think that that's uh, kind of the reality of this roster. So that happened, and it was not not positive, you know, for the Gamecock basketball program. You know, they, uh, so that's, that now they're two down. You know, so they have a look. I guess there's 13 scholarships. They got uh, two walk-ons. So they're down to th 13 guys, but 11 scholarship guys heading into 2022-23. Uh, so that was a blow. 
you know, I, I think, you know, you never want guys to get hurt. You always want to be playing at full strength, but to lose that guy right now, that was, it was tough. That was tough. So later on in the day, you know, time passes. We had a good show. Jamie Bradford really had some great stuff, by the way, you know, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the big spur and see his interview from yesterday. Great to have uh sports radio JB on with us. Uh, really good stuff on Rattler. Had some inside information uh, about how Spencer has really taken to his teammates, has respect of his teammates, that kind of thing. That's always important when you're talking about the leader of your football program. Um, you know, so things were getting positive again. You know, they, they had the ESPNU uh, welcome home thing, which I'll talk about in a second, and we'll talk about the day on the show as well. Uh, you know, everybody's feeling good again. You know, it sucks about Deba, but, uh, hey, it's almost football season. Well, uh, recruiting can be both exhilarating and cruel at times, uh, and, and this was expected, okay? You know, when Florida came in and offered Jaden Robinson the day before he commits to South Carolina, that's July 3rd, you know, hey, I, 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 they went ahead and he went ahead and committed, Right. But you sort of got the feel that this thing may not be over uh, by a mile. Well, then he starts, you know, tripping over to Gainesville, which is not too far from his home, uh, making unofficial visits, that kind of thing. And, you know, he eventually flipped, and that happens. That That's recruiting. Um, I think that outside of Lakeland, Florida, pulling somebody from the Gators out of Lake City is probably second toughest. You know, when you're talking about beating them on a guy on their turf, uh, it's a Gator stronghold. There's been some exceptions over the years. Tim Jernigan, Florida State. Laramie Tunzel is the most infamous one. He went to Ole Miss. But uh, the fact remains, Florida stronghold. Uh, now Carolina's going to move on. Now they're going to chase some other linebacker targets, uh, maybe one in particular uh, that's out there that uh, kind of got to keep quiet right now. Um it stinks to lose a four-star linebacker uh, out of Florida, and especially a guy that can play that flashes like Robinson. I think he's uh, a really, really good player. Um, but, hey, you win some, you lose some. Uh, it's the University of Florida. You know, I think if, if this kid were from Sumter, uh, like Justice Boone, and had committed to Florida and you're South Carolina, uh, you want to flip it, and you probably should. Now, Boone – was a different story because he was kind of one of, during that transition year. Gamecocks lost him, Terry Ingram Dawkins, and then, you know, the one receiver from Myrtle Beach, Adam Randall, that went to Clemson, you know, would Carolina have gotten him had there not been a transition? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and then Antonio Williams at the end went to Clemson. So th- those are four in-state guys uh, that were probably – pretty good players. I mean, you know, positions of need, D-line and, and receiver, uh, that didn't come to Gamecocks way during that transition. And that's, you know, you look at that and that's excusable, I guess. You know, that's kind of one of those things. Well, coaching transition, some guys will leave the state during that point. Uh, if they want to come back, you can always get the transfer portal. But, um, you know, so so that would be so, it's a similar scenario to a kid from Sumter. And since Boone did go to Florida from Sumter, uh, you know, that's a good example. You know, could, could they flip Justice Boone? Now, had Justice Boone just committed to Florida like, oh, I don't know, uh, not during a transition? Yeah, you expect the Gamecocks to flip it. 
Um, you know, you think, think about T.J. Brunson. He was committed to Louisville uh, for a long time. The, the previous staff had questions about his hip. Uh, it's kind of funny. I don't think T.J. was hurt the whole time he was at Carolina uh, and ended up getting drafted. Um, I think he got hurt once he got to the pros. But, um, you know, uh, he flipped back. Kid from Richland Northeast. I mean, you – you, you, you the, the geography still matters in college football recruiting. Now it, it matters less than maybe it once did a little bit uh, because our world is shrinking with, you know, airlines and social media and communication and all that technology, you know, and, and the air Southwest airlines. And I always say that because they hop from spot to spot to spot. I mean, I think it was kind of a game changer for Oregon when they decided they're going to start flying into Eugene. Cause if, if everybody out there, you had to fly to Portland and drive three hours, two hours, two, three hours. Beautiful drive, though. Um, you know, it's a really straight to Eugene. So, you know, now uh, it's kind of easy to hop from place to place to place uh, all over the country. Uh, and, and the communication, you know, you could just text somebody, you know, you can FaceTime with somebody, you can Zoom with somebody, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's not as important as maybe it once was, but we're not at the point like where, you know, going into somebody's backyard, you know, especially a program like the Gators that have won national championships and, you know, great fans for the most part. And I know some of you will disagree because uh, the Gator fans kind of were rubbing it in Carolina's face a little bit uh, on the big spur.com. But um you know, it's hard and it's reality and it happens. It happens to everybody. You know, you flip a guy that's close to home. That's not something that's, you know, out of nowhere. Okay. So that happened. I think around that time too, the welcome home, uh, doc, it's not a documentary. It's a mini series, I guess, uh, featured Carolina football came on ESPNU. I thought that was overwhelmingly positive. Uh, and that was a hit, you know, you got a lot of Shane Beamer, a lot of Spencer Rattler, a lot of Cam Smith, but what a personality he's got. I mean, I don't, I don't know that we knew that, you know, about him. You know, you know, as far as uh he's good sense of humor, you know, lively, engaged, that kind of thing. Uh great stuff on Marshawn Lloyd. And and I'm gonna mention this uh on the Big Spur, probably on the show today, too. Uh the the run he made in the spring game that was featured with the low angle film. You know, the announcers during the spring game, I watched it on TV, were kind of like, wow, when that happened. But it's it's hard to really get a sense of it because it happened really quick with that high angle. You watch the low angle. My God. The spin move, the vision, the cutback. Woo. Look, there's a reason Marshawn Lloyd had offers from Georgia who recruits running backs better than anybody in the country and everybody else. Right? There's a reason he was a five-star at one point from some folks. You know, there's a reason he was going to start over Kevin Harris and Deshaun Fenwick and Zaquandre White and whoever else you want to mention on that 2020 team. You know, he's that kind of guy. Uh, last year, kind of feeling his way back in. Uh, and I think, you know, I mentioned this a couple of times, there's a difference between being hesitant and being indecisive as a running back. Uh, so I think it's a key for him this year is to be more decisive. And, boy, you look at that spin and the cut and the, the run – it only went for about eight yards, but my goodness. I mean, that's making somebody miss in a phone booth. 
uh, you know, Juju McDowell, great to hear him talking and, and doing flips and stuff, all featured prominently. Uh, and then the response from the fans was outstanding. Yet a few guys were like, oh, you know, didn't find out anything new. Well, look, <laughs> they're not going to give away the thing. It's not a scrimmage, you know. It's not uh, It's not a game. They're not going to give anything away with something like that. They wouldn't have agreed to do it. But I, I thought it was very positive. So roller coaster goes back up, right? And then uh, something that was not expected on the recruiting trail, four-star receiver Carmelo Taylor from Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, and it's been kind of up and down with that guy. I mean, it, it looked like initially South Carolina was trending towards getting him, and then there's like, no, I don't know. You know, he he had a really good official visit to South Carolina and, and, and liked the Gamecocks and stuff. Uh, I think some people close to him maybe wanted another school. Uh, Virginia Tech, he visited there uh, a couple weekends ago and he put off or two a weekend ago and he put off his announcement and you're like, oh, well, you know, so did Big Tree and he came with the Gamecocks. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> last night he up and committed to Penn State. And, you know, I did say when the Virginia Tech talk happened that, hey, you know, it's uh it's never been Virginia Tech and Carolina. It's been, you know, Penn State and Carolina. And so uh, I guess the Nittany Lions um, ended up getting him. You know, and I don't know uh, the details about NIL or anything like that. But I do know James Franklin asked his very passionate and large fan base <laughs> to start, uh, you know, getting getting it together. Uh, with that kind of stuff. And uh, boy, they've gone into the South and gotten some guys and, you know, since that happened. So <laughs> I don't know, you know, I don't know what happened with that. Um, I know Carmelo committed to Penn state Gamecocks are not, I mean, they don't have any problem from what I was told, you know, what if you lose Taylor? Well, we don't have a problem going in the portal and get receivers. I mean, it, it's worked out, you know, and uh, I think we're about to see Corey Rucker, Omarion Brown, Juice Wells, those guys, all portal guys, um, all uh, are good, you know, and, and all should make their share of plays this year, quite frankly. Uh, so up and down day. So here's the bottom line of all this, folks. You know, these days happen <laughs> when uh, when you're like us, and I say us because if you're listening to me, you know, you, you're into it just like I am every single day. They're going to be up and downs, you know, and that's in games. That's what practice reports, like the crazy offensive line overreaction the other day. Uh, that's uh, that's that's you know across the board. You know, games don't go. And I thought one good thing, interesting thing, Beamer said yesterday. And we'll talk about it on the show more in depth. Was you know we're going to change the schedule up in the off season every day a little bit just because in games you don't do the same thing it's not the same thing over and over you face different types of adversity but you know there's 12 games and there's 353 days where we're talking about roster and practice and coaching changes and you know there's coaching searches that go up and down it, it, it is a roller coaster type of sport um and I'll use an example of, of the model of consistency in college football. You look at Alabama last year uh, and how, how their season went, 
Well, one minute they're struggling to beat LSU, not a very good LSU team at all. Uh, and the next minute, uh, and, and Arkansas almost beat them. Auburn had them on the ropes. Ar- you know, and then the next thing you know, they're s- destroying Georgia <laughs> in the SEC championship game. And the next thing you know, um, you know, injuries happen, adversity happened, and Georgia took advantage of it and uh, got after the tide and beat them and won it all. So even Alabama has roller coaster situations, you know, in athletics. So I would just encourage everybody to, hey, look, let's get the bad news out of the way because you'd rather have it in one day in August than a continuous string of it moving forward. Uh, And I think that uh, the good news is the season's right around the corner. Um, You know, the bad news is negative things happened yesterday on a day that should have been positive. But, you know, that, that that's not only football, it's life. You know, in life, you know, just when things look great and you think it's going to be a great day, blah, 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 disaster strikes or, or something happens or somebody does something. The, the universe, the world, whatever. I don't like using that term, the universe. Some people use that as a substitution for God, but uh, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, the world uh, isn't linear. It, it, it's ever flowing. It's like a gigantic ocean. Tides come in, they go out, it's rough, it's calm, blah, blah, blah. You never get the same sea twice. And uh, just kind of like Beamer was saying on uh, the show, you know, not not the show show, not our show, but the ESPN thing, Welcome Home, last night, uh, everything's always different and you have to adapt and, and move forward. Um and I think Carolina's going to be fine in recruiting. We'll, we'll see what happens with Xavier McLeod, hopefully coming up this weekend. But, uh, you know, right now, you know, I, I understand, you know, yesterday was a tough day. But, hey, that was August uh, tw- uh, 10th and today. And I think I messed up the date, by the way, at the beginning. Today is August 11th. Uh, August 10th and August 10th is over. August 10th, 2022 is over. August 11th is what we're on now. All right, folks, enjoy your rides to work, school, wherever you're going today. Tune into the show. Uh, We're rocking and rolling at 11. Phil Mullinax and I, no guests today. So lots of talk on the Nanosports chat line or chat box, the iHelp Consulting Mailbag. You can get in, tweet it at the Big Spur Pod or email inside the game, at gmail.com. Once again, this is the morning monologue with JC Sherbert, sponsored exclusively by Carolina Rise, CarolinaRise.com. Uh, join up today and help the Gamecocks NIL efforts across the board. Signed our first deal with Gigi Jackson last week. Uh, got some more names coming uh, probably as soon as today. Thanks a lot, folks. Hope you have a wonderful Thursday. We'll talk to you here uh, around 11.